Hey everybody, welcome to the Basic Buzz. My name is Davey, and this is episode 25. And with me today, I have a special guest, our feature for the month of October, Miss Vanessa Fleuring. How are you doing today, Vanessa? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you very much. And uh, Vanessa is uh, our feature this month because we thought we'd want to highlight somebody doing, um, probably taking on a larger project than most of the people we've come that have come through the show. Um, Vanessa has her own nonprofit called Carl's Village, and I'm actually going to let you kind of talk a little bit about Carl's Village and, you know, what is it that, what is Carl's Village? So Carl's Village is a youth after-school center in Haiti um, that provides kids a space for them to do their homework, um, do youth development programs, garden, and also where they can be kids for a little bit after school. Okay. I mean, so, and this is where? This is in a community called Gungwav in Haiti, which is two hours south of Port-au-Prince, the capital. Wow. So what got you started into all this? Um, so I'm really into philanthropy and I've always been um, into helping people and I just think that my purpose, that's my purpose. Um, so I've worked in different capacities in nonprofit work. So now I felt it was my time to give back to a community that I know was lacking. Um, and being that change that I want to see and giving them the resources that I know that they need for them to um, grow, help themselves. So it's not necessarily a give, give, give. It's like I'm helping you, giving you what you need in order to become what you feel is best for your life. So what did you see as an opportunity gap then? Um, I saw things that I took for granted as far as kids going to school. Although I went to private school, that was a choice that my parents made. Mm. Um, In Haiti, kids are going to private schools because that's the only education system that they have. So there's no public education? There isn't. There there should be, (laughs) but um, the the little programs that they started are in very small pockets and not accessible to very many people. So if you want to go to school in Haiti, essentially you have to be paying for it. And in retrospect to what we're paying, a full school at at a normal, not even top tier school, a full year's tuition for a child is like $250 American. Mm. That to us, that's like- Yeah, it sounds nothing, but over there, yeah. But it's it's big money to them. Um, and you don't have it, you get kicked out. Uh, and I was finding kids that were failing and having to repeat the grade. Um, and that's counterproductive knowing that they already don't have it and they have to pay. And it's not because that they can't learn, is they often go home to parents that are working Rather, they're selling goods in a market, street markets, or their parents essentially don't read or write. Um, the literacy rate in Haiti is about 61%. Um, it's the lowest in the Western Hemisphere. So um, we don't have time to shame parents into, they're already adults, they already have their responsibilities. Our 
only thing we can do now is make sure that that doesn't continue in future generation. Like generational illiteracy is a thing. And because by the time, if they keep failing during third grade, the um, average dropout rate is sixth grade. So then that becomes another kid that is um, illiterate, that turns into a parent that's illiterate. Um, so I, I'm trying to, to like break cycles, um, not necessarily give people things, um, which is great. Sometimes people have immediate needs, but um, t- I'm thinking long term um, with my projects. Yeah, so. it sounds. I mean, like, so you're not also, you're not just out there saying, "Hey, we're going to pay for your education, get more kids in school." You're saying, "This kids that are already in school. I mean, there's a failure rate that's already occurring." Yeah. And you said, "Hey, you know what? We can let's see if we can affect that yeah. already." Because that's yeah. the basis that we can work with. Yeah. So you're going in, you're tutoring these kids, uh, how many days, like every day? Or? They go to um, tutoring Monday through Thursdays, and because Fridays they don't have homework. Uh, so Fridays are dedicated to doing other projects as far as um, agriculture education, if it's sports programs. Um, we're still in the process of letting them decide the kind of extracurricular. So who do you have on the ground then? Who's, who's, um, who is so uh, that's another thing. Um, doing work in Haiti, oftentimes people don't find the right, pe- the right people. But this is a community that I've known. My grandmother is from there, mm-hmm. born and raised. Um, they do, I've known them all throughout growing up, so I know teachers from this community, so I know their salaries, I know their needs, and they're often people that, like, on a visit to Haiti, I bring clothes, I bring shoes, I bring what they need, so now I'm providing them supplemental income to the low to non-income that they might get out of school. Not only are they are kids paying for school, sometimes teachers go three months and not get paid and they have to go on strike before they get paid. Wow. So this is like a supplemental income for them and also for summer. Um, so, and they also are already mentally, they already care about these kids. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to provide more job opportunities um, to people in the area that already have nothing. That have four people that cook for me. Um, right. And it's not even when I'm paying them, honestly, is nothing like that I would want. I, I don't even feel like it, they're just holding on to me because they believe in my program and they believe it's gonna grow. But it's something that for them to start and to feel like a part of something that's gonna be bigger. Um, like three or four of my, I have five tutors. Most of them are are, are waiting for the time that they quit Damn. their teaching jobs so that they can do this full time. Because they're passionate. Yeah. Your, your passion's coming through there. And tutoring isn't the only thing you do. You said, no. you know, there's these, you were telling me before, earlier, yeah, um, the malnutrition rate. Yeah, in Haiti. one in five. One in five children in Haiti. Yeah, are considered like don't very even... malnutrition. Um, so what does Carl and you do? Carl's village yeah. does. So we feed them essentially uh, when they come out. They leave. They get out of school at two o'clock, and the first thing they do is they eat some. Their their foods already prepared, and they eat before. You start homework because you have to think about as a human. If you didn't eat all day, you left home, you were at school, whatever. Angry, can't focus. And you're like seven, eight years old in Haiti. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, homework or activities you have to learn. You have to know by heart to like repeat it in in class. Like, and 
didn't eat all day like you're that's really counterproductive so right. um that's a part one part of helping combat malnutrition is making sure that they eat every day and the second part is we are starting a community garden in um, collaboration with another uh, nonprofit called Eat Well Exchange that focuses on uh, teaching healthy eating habits within your specific culture. Um, so with this garden, they're gonna learn about different fruits and vegetables. They're gonna learn about agriculture and the importance of it, especially in Haiti. And 30% uh, of uh, jobs in Haiti is direct farming mm -hmm. and so that's the possible opportunity for them and then we have fruits and vegetables that we can either feed them on that day or they can take home to their families so yeah your girl ashley we, we have her on the show I so. know. <laughs> basic fam if you guys want to there's, there's an episode where she came out and she gave a really great explanation about her nonprofit as well as she's affecting change with um so, so far you've got tutoring, you've got feeding, mm -hmm. education with tutor, like, I mean, it's all encompassing. So you, you guys hired, uh, like essentially between a mix between farmers and horticulturists to come in and teach these kids as well about growing their own foods and mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? Yeah. And also, um, it's really important. A lot of missionary work that I particularly particularly do not care for especially in third world countries is people coming in and telling people what you need mm -hmm. when that's they don't want they don't listen it. yeah to the um so i want to i this is their place their safe space to where they can be a child and reshape their story to whatever it is that they feel mm. comfortable like i um i've never forced them to learn english a lot of times that that's a thing they do um, in different nonprofits around in, ha in Haiti, but they had visitors come and then they heard English. So like now they had this whole thing where they asked me for it. Mm -hmm. So we did some English classes as part of summer camp. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, I, I never want to introduce something besides that you have to do yeah. your studies. Exactly. Anything extracurricular has to come from the kids' interest. So not something that comes yeah. from an outside influence. You're doing a massive undertaking, um, and this is what your second. This is going into your second. This is year. going into my second. And it year. sounds already like you've. I've it been sounds like you've been doing it for, for years. Yeah, I mean, I've been working in nonprofit since uh, 2011. Essentially, I've worked at really large nonprofits in Miami. I worked for the National Suicide Hotline. I did mm -hmm. their marketing. I did their social media. I actually created their whole social media like rules and policies. Um, I've done special events. I've done, I've worked in development capacity and I, I do work now for a nonprofit for the New York City Fire Department. And I also consult um, people to start their passion and, and, and make it, a, give it purpose. Resume on point. Um, yeah, so I do know what I'm doing and I'm very confident in saying that I know what I'm doing when I when I started this. So mm -hmm. it's a part of the reason why I was able to grow so quickly, but it's really, I think, like just talking and expressing my passion that makes people um, want to. And I, I try not to focus on things that I can't change. Like I can't, I personally, myself right now, don't have the energy to, to fight corruption in government in Haiti. That would be a big thing that would change people's mm -hmm. circumstances. 
but I don't have the time. No, I'm, nobody, I'm tired. I don't think anybody has. Um, if somebody <laughs> if somebody wants to take that undertaking, and yeah. I can help you it in takes, your operations, I think we all know it takes a little bit more than yeah. just one person. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But right now, I'm just gonna <laughs> focus on the little bit that I do, and it's it's turning into way bigger. Like I don't feel like I'm doing enough, mm-hmm. like personally, but to people, it's a lot. So, with that. You aren't. <laughs> you didn't just stop at doing all those things. There's another thing you're coming, bringing up, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. You're what? gonna start focusing on assisting because it came through your realization of this community garden that there's no clean water available, yeah. and yeah. now you're working on a project for clean yeah, water. Yeah. So I'm working on securing a water purification system in order for us to have clean water. We do have a well at the location. Um, but it, it it's not anything well besides shower that's yeah. really all you could do with it we buy a lot of bottled water and that makes it very expensive or they boil the water um mm-hmm. for the kids if we're like low at some point but uh water purification and that's also something that when we do get it secured that families from our program take home so that's like really we're looking to like affect like 300 families i just really want to bring home a point here that all of this this is not your full this is not your full time job this is not my this full is something time job side. and it's it is an immense amount of work it is a dedication a passion and like if you've ever heard of like the issues with these other nonprofits where people are kind of running around with the money and stuff like that you're not getting a paycheck out of this this is something I am you're not dedicating to them. I am so not. it's it is yeah it's I would love to make this um full time I think in five years that's my goal for for me to be like fully an employee and do that but I am willing to forfeit that right now to um, make sure that the program is running and that they're again this is a part of me leveraging my privilege I have a privilege to where I can work in different capacities Mm. to where like essentially these are my kids now like I've taken on this responsibility and they depend on me so regardless of what I have like this show must go on so yeah when do I sleep right (laughs) from like 2 to 5 a.m. I think we'll have have a lot of questions Um, so we're just gonna take a short break guys and we'll be right back with the hot topics All right, basic fam, we're back, and we're here to do the topics here with Vanessa Flurry. So, Vanessa, I kept this all Haiti for you. Thank you. I'm not going to show you the answers here. (laughs) Okay. But I have a few things. We're going to play fact or fiction. Okay. For Haiti. Facts. See what, you know, you know. So, let's let's go with a... No, you can't use Google. (laughs) Uh, First one. Haiti is the second most populous island in the Caribbean. The second most, you yeah. said? Is this fact or fiction I need to know? Um, fact. It's a lot of damn people. Yes, correct. <laughs> and do you know the population size? Oh my gosh, no, I do not. 11, it's almost 11 million. 10.7 million people. And like half of them live in Port-au-Prince, I can tell you, with the traffic. <laughs> So, um, number two then, um, it was the second independent nation of Latin America and Caribbean. False. Correct. It was what? The first. The first. Yeah, we did that. How? 
<laughs> Sorry. Hey, it's, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, okay, and what is... Here, okay. I'm going to make this one kind of tough because you're okay. obviously really good at this. We're going to switch this up. What is Haiti's largest export? Ooh. Oh, man. Can I do? Can I say two? If it's not one, it's the All right, other. Well, I'll, I'll give you this one. It's pretty, yeah. Okay. Pretty broad. Um, coffee and sugar cane. Actually, clothing. What? T-shirts. 40% of... Sweatshops. <laughs> 40 we won't get of into the, that. 40% of the export is, is T-shirts. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then afterwards, it's women's clothing. Really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Not nothing Not, farming. Wow. It's kind of crazy, right? That is. So I, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. So I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Outside of all that, it's gonna be Halloween. Okay. Do Haitians celebrate Halloween? They do not. <laughs> they do not. They do not. Um, costume thing that's like done through carnival yeah uh so like kids carnivals they dress up as just like they would on halloween but that's done in february yeah uh but no there's there's no such thing as, <laughs> there's no halloween. Such thing as halloween now you'll see it in haiti now and if you see it it's because haiti has become so americanized really? that they do like american holidays but it's not it's like me growing up overseas and like Halloween's like this yeah. kind of weird thing that people kind of do, but don't. Yeah, do it like lately, the past few years, I've seen like people talk about it or like try to do it, but it's not because they they the kids dressed up in February for Carnival. That's it. Carnival, we had, guys, basic fam, you guys should know about this. We actually had the Rum and Jerk crew, and they talked about the uh, Carnival and everything. Pretty cool shit. <laughs> Uh, all right, topic number two of today. I thought we would dive a little bit into um, hair to uh, hair topic here. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things I want to kind of ask you about is if you've noticed any of this, but between hair trends and little tricks of the trade, everybody, every country has their little thing that they are known kind of like, oh, my grandmother made me do this. Mm -hmm. I used to do this for my hair and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you generally, um, if you've heard of any of these things first, then I'll kind of dive into okay. it. Okay. So, um, have you ever heard of, and this is going to be in French, guys, so don't freak out. It's moelle de boeuf. Moelle de boeuf? Yeah. Yes. No way. <laughs> All right, so tell, tell me about that. Is that... <laughs> my girl uses it in my hair, like all throughout my childhood. Yeah, I, I read that and I was like, that's that's pretty crazy. You you've heard of it? What well, I, I ha hey, I do my research, okay? Guys, uh -oh. basically I don't come on here and just <laughs> shoot the shit, like shoot the breeze, man. Um yeah, I had a read up on it. I thought it was kinda cool. So the I'm guessing your grandmother was boiling beef bones. It essentially, it means it's the bone marrow. So here in America we might call it bone broth, but it gets boiled down and becomes basically gelatin. Yeah. And she used to use that in your hair? Yeah, mixed with other things, but they just like really think bone marrow is like so good. I don't know their hey, evidence. I, I guess you might, you're, you live in New York. I'm surprised you haven't heard about bone broth. Soup. Not it's interested. Like it's, trending. <laughs> it's trending. Is it trending? <laughs> it's trending. Dude, not too interested. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's 
Oh. That's big. All right. And how about uh, l'huile macriti? Palmasriti. Ah, yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's what they mix it. That oil is the cure to everything in a Haitian household. You <laughs> have a stuffy nose, put some around your nose. Your chest hurts, put some, you got a headache, put some on your temple. Um, there is not a Haitian household right now that doesn't have a little bottle and, and a little water bottle no. of this thick substance. So it's, it's, it's castor. It's castor, it's castor oil, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Like I was, and it's, it's done. So they have a cold press version, but mm -hmm. they do have a black casserole and yeah. it's kind of done with the skin on. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool. really interesting to see how like huge castor oil is now to when like, oh my gosh, this thick thing, like yeah. the smell is so, but now I'm like, you know, turning oh, into yeah. old Haitian. So like I use it for everything. <laughs> so since you're an old, it's you're turning into an old, old Haitian with all these old Haitian habits, Ways. what do you, so they have a routine, right? There's a specific routine that I was reading. I was like, man, this is actually a big deal. At night, you take your mug de boeuf, your rue macriti, and then you braid your hair at night. <laughs> um, I don't do that anymore. Oh. Um, but I mean, as a kid, I'd have to like yeah. to go to school. Like that was like that was like the only thing that they felt like you know natural hair. That's the only way to tame it. Mm. Um, but we were pretty like by ten. I had a perm. <laughs> In my house, so okay. uh, we—I I didn't, I didn't really do I've got that. Hair, so uh, and my grandmother is um, half Syrian, nice. so they have another hair texture mm -hmm. than my straight black <laughs> <laughs> hair. So they don't. They, so I never grew up seeing that because my hair was gotcha. the real blacks. Vacationing in Haiti. I, you brought it up as an echo adventure kind of thing that you want to yeah. do, but I've seen your posts. You go there and you okay. take these, yo, man, you I'm just saying. Uh, yo, hey. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have been trying to consciously do that for myself as an adult. Uh, when I lived in Haiti, I lived with my grandparents, so they don't really do much. Yeah. Um, so now that I'm an adult, like really Gungwa was like the only place I used to go. Like I know the beach is there, but now I'm trying to go to different places and experiences different. My next trip is gonna be in the north. Like I just went my first time in August to now, north. Now guys, if just, I'm not assuming anybody doesn't know geography. I'm just saying, if you didn't know, if you've ever gone to the Dominican Republic and partied out there and said, oh, the beautiful waters and the beaches and all that stuff. It's the it, same thing in it's French. The same, <laughs> it's the same island, guys. It is literally the same island on the it other side. It is the side. same thing as French. And I remember the first time, well, the only time I went to Punta Cana and they, we had to go, we went on excursions and like people were going to like see the countryside. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. <laughs> This is Haiti and Spanish. Yeah. That it, it's, it's the same, the same thing. It's the same island. Um, so, but yeah, I'm gonna go to the north and like see uh, uh, the Citadel and like landmarks. There's like so much to do. So give me like one city you've been to so far that you're like, you know what? This would be a place that people should go see. Jacmel. 
Um, I spell that? I C A no J A C M E. Jack Ralph, the one with the beach, right? Yeah. A, does it have black sand? No, that is um, a waterfall, um, like a water. It has a huge water. It's a big tourist tourist attraction. It is like kind of like a, a hike, like through the woods to get. Through, wow. like they call them basin so there's three basins basin bleu hike through the woods yeah basin bleu is like one of the biggest like i don't even know how many feet of water but like it is the most breathtaking thing i have ever generally seen and i'm not a hiker yeah. my mom didn't tell me what it was going to be like because she knew i would have said no yeah. but like i am so glad like i had that experience huh. uh and that's in the south. I went to also Port Salut, which is like the very tip, like towards the south. And it has like the most, I don't like sand, the most fine, like sand. almost white, white sand, sand that I have ever seen. And like the calmest beaches So what is, what is traveling like there? Cause I know, I mean, people, I, I still, I, it, it just, to me, it seems like you have people going to like Punta Cana and Santo Domingo and all that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why aren't people going to Haiti? Like, it's just, I mean, it's um, incredible to me that there's this, the same benefits, the same kind of beauty. And it's just yeah, I mean. So how do you get around then to say, hey, this is, this is how we're going to make it? I mean, I think media framing a little bit. Uh, not Dominican Republic is a black country, no matter what anybody says, but sometimes they don't think that. So like they're framing. That's a whole other. Don't even get me started. Yep. Which is why I've only been to Punta Cana once. <laughs> um, but it's it's framing. Uh, like hate, even like crime wise. Because yeah, I was just to say the crime. But even Trinidad because, is number one. But there's. There are just as just like people stay in like these homes and villas in in the Dominican Republic. There's beautiful homes. Yes, beautiful and I, villas I will, overlooking. The I will never, and the beach. I, I would just, never you know, downplay the level of poverty or the insecurity that there is in Haiti. It, it, it's a reality, yeah. but I can leave right here in the United States and get shot. So it's, yep. I'm not that much more secure here either. Yep. And this, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but oftentimes I feel like when they know you're American, they're so scared of the American government oh, really? <laughs> that they will leave you alone. Essentially, crime. a lot of crime in Haiti happens because somebody knows you. Mm-hmm. Like somebody knows how much you have. Like when kidnapping right. was big and that now it's like the people that like there's like a big guy that is in jail now for his role in kidnapping. Essentially, he was kidnapping his friends kids he knows they know what you can pay they they're not gonna yeah they're gonna they're gonna target there's so much poverty know. in haiti so you know i'm gonna so I go get you and you ain't got no money safe enough for any of the visitors yeah it's, it's just visit. it's just, just like you know you'll have your people that will let exactly. you know don't go to certain areas you like go you, you take safety precautions mm-hmm. um because it, it's a small country people are hungry people you know crime happens but there there's a lot of now there's now a all inclusive resort uh near the capital that is becoming very popular there there if that's what they're your thing if you go to the islands do all inclusive resorts haiti has it if you want to go do excursions haiti has it if if it's for restaurants there are a bajillion restaurants and they are generally really good I, i miss haitian food do you my god <laughs> 
Clio, I miss Clio. Do you? You should not eat that. That's too. I don't don't care. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Fried. Oh, okay. But yeah. But yeah. Go Um, visit. Please, please. I think it's important to make your own character judgment of Haiti. Oh, certainly. Um, Yeah. Well, Vanessa, I, that's all we have. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you um, for having but me. I know people are here listening and, you know, somebody's out here interested. How can they either get in contact with you and maybe partner with you? Or perhaps if they want to make a contribution, find a way. Yes. Um, if you would like to, we actually, I am, um, I'm a nomad. So like I'm everywhere. I'm in Haiti. I'm in New York and I'm in Florida. Um, I would love partnership the more we can do, I can do a lot by myself, but I can do so much more together. Um, and there's no need to recreate the wheel if there's someone already doing it. I really believe in that. So um, you can visit www.carlsvillage, C-A-R-L-S, village.org. Um, my contact information is there. My email is vanessa at carlsvillage.org. Um, I have a lot of upcoming events and kind of like, to get to know the organization, some happy hours in South Florida, New York, um, sipping paints, You'll all have that to coming. Send us some of those days yeah, so them, please yeah. Uh, visit the website and like see our beautiful kids. And um, if you would like to donate, um, information on how much like very little donations make huge impact. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey everybody, we're back and I've got Trista here from At Your Beauty Pro on Instagram. Mm-hmm, 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 How you mm-hmm. doing, Trista? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Davey? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I had a great weekend. Uh, got to go see some natural springs in Florida and it has been a... Uh, you know what? It's it's freezing cold out in the water, but we're still getting 90 degree weather in October, so I'm taking full advantage of it. I'm very sad about it, actually. Oh. I'm very sad about it. You know, I was raised up north where leaves actually change colors, you know, not just another shade of green, but like oh. fall colors. Mm, yeah. So, yes, I've been to the south half my life. I'm still a little bothered. So mm. please, no more bragging about the 90 degree weather in October. And it's our birthday month. It is so our birthday month. Get a little bit cooler. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Libras and Scorpios unite. <laughs> oh, well, so, you're right on the cusp. You can say that. But no, Scorpio all the way for me. Whoopsie, whoopsie, whoop. I just want you to know, Scorpio doesn't start till the 24th. So Libra's got all of October pretty much. Okay, but I got the best part, the part that count, though. Oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so what, what do you got for us today? What do you bring to the table? Well, you know, since you mentioned fall, um, I'm going to talk about some popular lippies for the fall. Do you know what a lippy is? Um, Just my guess... way of saying lip products, sir. Oh. Lip products. I didn't even have to guess. I was going to say lips, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. Of course. Lippy stands for lips. Of course. Um, well, you know, I'm just going to <clears throat> accurately assume that you do not wear lipstick and stuff like that, right? I do not. Unless okay, I okay. just got done swapping spit with some girl. Some girl? Chill. Chill. Okay, leave that alone. So, <laughs> <laughs> now I want to touch on um, a popular lip trend that's been like trending for a minute now. Um, 
have you heard of a liquid lipstick? Oh, yes. So liquid lipsticks are a lip formula that goes on wet, like you paint it on, looks like an applicator for lip gloss. It goes on really wet. That's the liquid part liquid lipstick is. It gives you the payoff of a regular lipstick, but it stays matte and it's supposed to stay on your lips through eating, through drinking all day till you decide to take it off. And sometimes it is a struggle to take it off. But it is also commonly uncomfortable to wear because it is so matte and drying. It can crack. It can leave your lips feeling super duper duper dry, especially if you have a habit of wearing liquid lipsticks. I'm having this premonition that you're going to tell us how to avoid that. Well, I'm going to suggest another uh, formula to use, which I personally love because with being a makeup artist and doing bridal makeup artistry also for photo shoots, liquid lipsticks don't necessarily photograph that well because think about it, it's like when you see a girl in a photo, you like for her lips to look kind of, excuse me, quote unquote juicy, kissable <laughs> yeah. lips, right? Juicy, yeah. <laughs> kissable yeah, lips. Okay. You don't want lips that, that look dry. Like who wants dry looking lips? No. It's not photo friendly. Nope. So I have a formula that um, gives you like the wear of a liquid lipstick. It, it transfers a little bit, but not like a traditional lipstick or lip gloss would transfer. But it gives you the longevity of a liquid lipstick, but it's really comfortable to wear. So we want to know. We want to know this 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 <laughs> this whole glorious miracle thing that you got for us. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So basically the formula is something that is creamy or moussey. Um, so I know NYX is very affordable. Their lip products, they have a comfortable cream um, liquid lipstick. It's called a cream matte. And they're small, they're cute little thing. And they're, I want to say like 6 or $7. They're oh, yeah. very comfortable. That's the Highly first like, formula I've liked that I've used. So a mousse. Yes, mousse. So you, creamy. Are, you pu- are you pumping it out or is it like one of these like... Yeah, like oh. I'm thinking like one of those paint tubes. Well, no, it it you know what a lip gloss tube looks like. It has like a, a yeah. stick with applicator on the end mm-hmm. of it. It looks like that. Oh, um okay. but the NYX cosmetics ones, NYX meaning NYX, so people pronounce it either or. Um they're shorter, so they're really good for travel. They can fit in your purse, they can fit in your pocket, and won't be hanging out your pocket because they're not that long. Mm-hmm. And then you're more than likely to go through it all because it is a smaller size. Right, and no transference, right? Minor. Minor transference. Minor, oh, cool. but the idea of it is just longevity. You have the wear of a liquid lipstick, you have the color payoff of a liquid lipstick, but without the dry, uncomfortable feeling. Um, another brand that sells something like that is by Physicians Formula. They're also drugstore friendly. Now, theirs is called the Healthy Lip Velvet Liquid Lipstick. Mm, so they're letting you know you get a velvety feel, but it is the wear of a liquid lipstick. Yes, like uh, like going to the Playboy Mansion, little velvet. Oh, Never God. hurt anybody. Oh goodness, no! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's October. What are you talking about? It's October. <laughs> now, what I like about Physicians Formula, their brand in general, is more of a natural ingredient-based line of products. So their formula actually has avocado oil in it, which I know you love you some avocado oil, don't you? Oh yes. <laughs> um, it also has hyaluronic acid in it. And I know we talked about this previously in other podcasts that helps draw moisture to you. So it helps right. keep your lips hydrated. No dry, cracky lips, people. None. 
We don't want nah. here. <laughs> <laughs> don't want none. We don't want none. Now, if you want to be a little fancy and get outside the drugstore, um, I would suggest using NARS. They have a power matte lip pigment that I've used on brides, and I love it. When I tell you I love it, I love their product. And NARS has a really good selection of colors, I know, because I was in Sephora last weekend. Don't try Oh, really now? Did you try anything while you were there? No, I did not try anything on there. However, I did. I fell in love with this new fragrance, but that's besides the point. Back to NARS. <laughs> Back to NARS. Um, so their liquid lipstick, um, it goes on not so moussey or velvety. The formula is a little bit different. It goes on really liquidy and loose. The applicator actually has a point on the end of it. So for, you know, if, especially if you're getting a bolder color or a deeper color, we ladies tend to outline our lips with lip liner first to kind of help control it from bleeding because that's a no-no also. Right. If you're gonna wear a bold lip color, but the applicator allows you to line your lips while you're applying the product on your lips, so it's like a two-in-one. And then it also it doesn't dry down right away, so it gives you time to work with it before it sets, which is to me is a plus, especially if you're a little bit of a messy ap- applicator person. I'm just mm. saying. Me- messy applicator. <laughs> I feel what you're suggesting. Here. I'm I'm rolling with you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. So, <laughs> NARS, like I said, it is also the drugstore. You can go to Sephora, pick it up. You can order online. You can go to Ulta. Ulta sells some NARS products, depending on what Ulta you're at. Um, theirs is $26. But then again, you're paying for the brand. You're paying for the name. So, you're paying for, I mean, bomb product right there. You know it's going to be bomb right out the gate. Mm. I like it. So, that's my recommendations for those formulas of products for the fall time when it comes to colors. I'm like, what lip color comes to you when you think of girls wearing fall lipstick? Browns, nudes, oranges, and oh, I've seen some yellows are pretty dope too. Okay, I haven't tried yellow, but But um, I I just- It's on my list. Not not to go too deep, but I was like, uh, I did meet this lady love that had a beautiful red similar to what I imagine would be like his candy apple or red riding hood red since it is mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. But yes, that, that also, that too was suggested for the fall colors. Yes, yes. I mean, nudes, I mean, technically there are no rules when it comes to makeup, but technically there are suggestions <laughs> when it comes to makeup. <laughs> It's like, I ask you, like, for a reason, like, what do you think of when you think of fall and women wearing lipstick for the fall? Um, nudes are perfect for year-round, period. Um, like you said, orange. Orange, for sure, I would say in the fall, like, maybe, like, a deeper orange, like a pumpkin spice mm-hmm. cinnamony brown orange like is really that. popular. Whereas, like, the summer- <laughs> Whereas, like, the summertime, it's more like the coral shades of the orange. Um like you mentioned, like the candy apple red, very popular. So are the deep burgundy, super popular mm. for the fall time. Yes. So we're like the plums and the deeper purples and the browns. I love a good brown on, on a girl. Love it. So, I mean, you can play with the tones in the lipstick for the fall time because you can generally, you can wear any color any time of year. It's just a matter of playing with the undertones and the depth of the colors for the season. So... I mean, oh, my no. automatic go-to, my favorite, favorite lipstick for fall 
is Sin by Mac. Now I went in to get Diva because that's popular also. But mm. Sin is very close to Diva, and they're a Mac formula. They're a lip, they're a lipstick, traditional lipstick. But they're a matte formula, so they last a long time, but they do have some transfer. But it's like, until they're making a liquid lipstick formula, I'm going to stick with my Sin lipstick from MAC. And MAC, all their lipsticks smell like vanilla. It's so good. I don't know why. So when good. you said plum, though, I immediately went to, like, uh, Snow White and the, the Witch, you know? And, and I don't know why, actually, thinking of it, why Disney has, like, those purple lips for, like, all of their villainesses. Except for, like, Cruella DeVille. I think she had red lips. Mm-hmm. But everybody else was purple. I'm like, hmm. But Plum. Plum's bomb. You know what? Interesting Ooh. point. I think you're right. I'm feeling it. But Plum, I, you know what? Plum on some plump lips would look awesome. Yes. I like it. And and if, you know, just by chance, if you don't like the look of a, of a matte lip, dab a little bit of chapstick, dab a little bit of gloss, dab a little something on top, and you'll be perfectly fine. Your lips will be popping. Your lips will be popping. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think we got a lot of ideas out here. Um, I think you guys will stay safe. I think you're right on that whole... The NARS collection, I, I was kind of shocked by their color selection. It was huge and perfect for the fall. And like you said, the colors are there. I didn't know anything about uh, this whole secret formula. You know, the formula thing but i'm feeling it if it prevents cracking and dry lips <laughs> so ladies liquid what was it? throw it back out there for us again there's the liquid lipstick traditional liquid lipstick um look for words that say you know velvet finish or satin finish or like mm. a moussey texture those are the key words you want to look for and start looking at the ingredients Moose. for some of your products and velvet. if in doubt please just exfoliate your lips and hydrate them before applying. Amen. And you'll be good no matter what formula that you decide to use. And party responsibly. I know it's Halloween, everybody's got a party to go to and get in your costumes or anything like that, but party responsibly, everybody. And have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. All right, everybody. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And if you want to catch up or see more tips, or if you're interested in learning a little bit more about how to do makeup, I know uh, Trista is having a session in Atlanta soon. So check out her page on IG at Your Beauty Pro, all one word. Alrighty, we'll catch you guys yep, yep. next time. Deuces. Hey, Basic Fam. The show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know, it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the basic buzz. All right, basic fam. See you next time.